If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Welcome to Horse Chats again. Today's guest is a repeat guest, Julianne Humphreys. I shouldn't say repeat, a regular guest. So Julianne's been on a couple of times before and um, just want to talk to her today about 10 benefits of lunging and ways to improve your lunging. I'm sure she's got lots of information for us. As usual, she has lots of information for us. How are you today, Julianne? Oh, I'm well, thanks, Glennis. Thank you very much. Very good. And looking forward to talking to you. Looking forward to talking to you about the benefits of lunging and ways to improve your lunging. So why this subject? Why this subject? Mm. Um, I guess, well, I was fortunate enough to train with Neil Lavis, and I've said that earlier in podcasts before. And Neil, he actually, he trains his horses on the end of a lunge line quite regularly and um, always has done and continues to do so. And he's had huge success and he, his big thing that he always taught me was there's quite a fine art to lunging a horse. It's not simply just running it around in the yard. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I was really fortunate to train with him and, and learn you learn the art of lunging and, and, and the finer details of, of it um, that were passed down from Franz Moringa to him. So it's, yeah, it, I think there's more to it than most people actually realise. Yes, yes, definitely. I can remember I did a, a week workshop with Kate Hamilton at the um, British Horse Society Centre and it was a while ago and it absolutely opened my eyes. You know, it's not just a matter of putting the horse on the end of the lunge but it's getting them going forward into the contact and even, you know, even without the side range, just with a, a long rein and a bridle, just asking them to come round and pushing him in and absolutely. doing a bit of lateral work. and Yeah, and, you know, as I said, only a week but something that the lessons there that I learned and I, you know, still do some of those exercises today. So really, really good. It's, yeah, um, yeah it's really quite amazing how how, mm. how much you can improve your horse by using lunge techniques, but, yes. but good quality techniques. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same with riding, isn't it? You know, you've got to be a good quality rider to be able to ride and improve. You can certainly ride badly and and um, your horse gets totally confused and totally worried and pretty upset. So I think that can happen both it's ways. true. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Yep. Yep, yep. Now, the first thing is the environment. What sort of environment are we looking for when we're lunging? Okay, so yeah, the, the environment I choose is mm-hmm. a, a small enclosed space. Yeah. Um, it's definitely relevant to the level of training or what I'm trying to train. So yeah. you, you don't have your young horse out in the big open spaces at the show. You, know, you start your young horse in, in a small space 
doesn't matter if it's a round yard or a square yard, just a small space. Um, with good going, you don't want it slippery or boggy. Yep. And, um, yeah, and I, and I even use the small spaces sometimes to train further engagement with the the more educated horse. If I want it to engage its hinds a little more, I'll use a smaller space to help mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's the, I think the... The as long as you've got the space relevant to the work you're doing, and the going is never slippery or boggy, it, it's it's good going for the horse to feel confident that it, that he can stay on his feet and he's not going to overreach or not going to and you know that you're not going to damage your horse's legs with poor going. Yeah, yeah. Now you've said about the size and shape of the yard and it being relevant to the horse's training, but what type? of yard you know what type of equipment can we use to lunge the horse and train them what sort of equipment can we use um or what yeah yeah you don't have to um you know have the world's best round yard or anything like that um i often get a a, i've got a tape it's a like a flat white tape Mm -hmm. and i'll put a jump wing in my arena and i'll square off using this flat white tape Okay. Just so that the horse has a guideline. So, you know, as as long as it's safe that, um, you know, your horse, you know, is not going to hurt himself on it. It's mm. just something that shows the horse that this is the line we're staying in this space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so they're not drifting if they're going down the arena and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that you don't get pulling them in the heads. You don't want to yes. pull their heads. You know, leave yeah. their head alone so that they can just follow the circle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What about the gear, the types of gear that we should have on? You know, we're going to talk about the, you know, the gear for the horse, but before we even get started, yeah. what sort of gear should we have? You know, our PPE. Absolutely, yeah. So our safety gear is, is important. So I always think gloves and boots are number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Gloves are important. People lunge without gloves oh, on yeah. it. And the one day when the horse actually takes the rope, mm-hmm. you'll drop it because it's burning <laughs> your hand. Yes. So, yeah, and then you've just taught him to take the rope, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, nothing's, nothing good about that whatsoever. So if you always wear your gloves, then, you, you know, that's just your general practice. On that one day when something unforeseen happens and he takes the rope, you're not going to burn your hand, so you're not going to drop the rope when you need to be holding it. Yeah. Um, I don't wear hangy jewellery. I don't <laughs> like the thought that my jewellery could get attached to the rope. Um, your hat, well, you know, I often will wear a sun hat. Yeah. Um, some people will lunge in their safety hat, and, mm-hmm. and that is totally acceptable if they feel they need to be in their safety hat. I wear a safety hat often if I'm lunging a stallion because yeah. they can get up, you know, sometimes the front end will come up and you don't want to get struck or anything. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that I think that for us, that's our, you know, boots, gloves, hat, take the hangy jewellery off, mm-hmm. I think is the, the main ones. Yeah, you know, you, you keep yourself sun protected. That's the, you know, that's the other thing that we worry about these days because you might be out there for a little while. Okay. Okay. Now you talked about, you know, just having something where the horse can follow the line before, but what other lunging aids can we use? Yeah, sure. So um, 
yeah, as you say, we've got our, our lunge lead. Um, I like to use a, a cavison, you know, um, with a cavison, it won't slide around its face. If it's fitted correctly, a cavison will not slide around the horse's face. So therefore, if you do need to, you know, take a little pull and guide him, you're not you're not going to have it slip into his eye or upset his mouth or anything like that. It'll just sit nice and snug and you'll be able to direct him. Um, you know, I think just your other basic things, so you, you know, you, you'll have a lunge whip so that, that, you know, if you need it to, that's just the extension of your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're just your roller, your saddle cloth, if you want, you know, and then it, you can just go from there depending on what work you're doing, you know, whether it's, you, you know, you put your bridle on, some people put their saddle on and they'll, they'll put other lunging aids on, you know, uh, there's a lunging pasoa, which is really quite helpful at times, um, helping the horse stretch and reach. Um, so there's, yeah, various lunging aids out there that you can put on other than your basic gear. But I think it's really important to actually get the art of lunging down pat before you start adding gear. Okay, so just using your lunge lead and your cavison and your whip. Absolutely. The other thing I was going to say about the cavison is a well-fitted cavison has a jowl strap. And I think people don't understand. They get it a bit confused with a a throat lash. And if it's a well-fitted cavison, that jowl strap is snug on the cheek and um, it keeps it away from the horse's eye. Oh, don't they just get confused? And who yes. builds these things these days? I don't know. Like that, That's something that my student says, I've searched the world to find a cavison like yours and this is what I've come up with. And they, they bring me this thing that looks like it's partially a bridle, partially a halter and maybe a little bit of cavison. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, just take it to the saddler and get him to take that strap off and put it there yes. and, and shorten this one and lengthen that one. And then you might have a cavison. Mm-hmm. So it, it is really tricky to find a very good quality cavison these days, especially yep. a nice leather one that will yep. fit nicely on the horse. And, you know, leather has that nice bit of give to it, Yes, you know, as opposed to those webbing ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's actually, it's worthy of the, venture to you know just try and find that really nice cavison that that fits really well and that you can do it up really nice and snug and it as you said it comes down around the the bottom of their cheek it's not a throat lash and um and you don't need a brow band I don't know why they put brow bands on them but yeah I've never needed a brow band but they yeah it's um a really nice fitted one it won't move on their face and that's and it's very comfortable for them. Mm, mm. You know, sometimes you see people putting a, a cavison on over the top of a bridle with a cavison noseband. You know, the cavison noseband's got to come off to put a cavison on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. Don't you don't need you don't need two cavisons on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Take just have a basic. If you put a bridle on with your cavison, make for sure for sure that. Um, your cavison is loose when you put the bit in its mouth. I have seen that plenty of times. Mm. We're trying to put the bit in its mouth and the and the cavison's done up too tight. He can't open his jaw. And then, as you say, just a totally basic bridle. It just literally a I've used before um, just a strap off a rearing bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it can be yep. that basic. It doesn't need all any 
bits and pieces on it, just just a basic bridle, yeah, no yeah. nose bands because you've got ample enough nose band in your cavison. Mm, Absolutely. Mm. Even put the bridle on first and then the cavison over, but then making sure the straps of the cavison go underneath the cheek pieces of the bridle. Very important. Must mm. do, yes. Mm. Ma- yeah, you must have, yeah, when it's all said and done that you've got your your snug-fitted cavison, the straps sit under the loose bridle, yeah. like I don't know if loose is the right word, but you know the the less fitted bridle. Yeah, yeah the not yeah. so snug bridle. Yes. Yeah, so that the horse is very comfortable. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. have bits and pieces of gear pressed into he like creating pressure points. Yes, he shouldn't yes. have any pressure points. Yeah. yeah. So you've said the lunging aids first. Learn to lunge a horse before you start to bring in all the extra stuff or anything else that's going to help you. A basic thing is to lunge your horse first and learn how to do it properly. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think too, um, if you're just doing a basic lunge, then you'll see what gear is necessary. Mm -hmm. So uh, I lunge my horses just with the cavison and the lead, and then I see, you know, how much I need my whip. I see if he needs interference boots, like, you know, if he needs brushing boots or if he's, you know, cover his legs up to whatever degree he might need. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some horses, they won't ever get a brushing mark on them or an overreach mark or anything like that. But then other horses, you know, uh, they've been the boot king. You know, they just... They've got every boot under the sun <laughs> that they work in. And if you don't work them in all those boots, then it's actually um, quite detrimental to them. You know, they'll mm. knock themselves around. But if you can sure. train them well, eventually they'll muscle up and and those interference injuries become m- minimal, you know. Yeah. so yeah. But definitely you'll see when you're lunging the horse if it needs some boots or if it needs – you know, a sower on it to help build some muscle or, you know, what you'll see what, what is necessary before you don't just randomly put gear on. Just only put on what's necessary. What you need. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. What about poles? What can we do to help poles, you know, like poles, like jump rails on the ground? Yeah. How can they help? I've seen the most amazing work done with horses on lunge over the poles. It's You can do anything from just simply make it less boring mm, mm. to help the horse with accuracy, you know, to like and even help train the lunge master, the the person lunging the horse, you can train them to be more accurate with their lunging if if you actually use poles. Uh, And, you know, because they've they've got a directive, they've got to take that horse to the middle of the pole. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the person lunging learns to be better at lunging. The horse learns to, you know, take that direction and, He'll go to the middle of the pole and you'll see him, you'll see stride lift. So I've seen people practice their, you know, getting a bit cadence in their horse's stride. Mm -hmm. I've seen people, you know, getting the horse to be so much more elastic using poles. Um, You know, and um, even things like teaching them not to rush the pole or, um, 
teaching them not to, you know, you'll see some people when they're riding their horse, they'll come to the jump or the pole and the horse will raise its head. Mm-hmm. You can teach it to keep its nose low to the pole like it should. Yep. So then when you get on it, it actually knows its job. Mm-hmm. And so you're not, so that yeah, the horse doesn't end up blaming you for what's going on when it's going over the pole. Yeah. So because you're not on it, you're just directing it. And, you know, you could put, let's say, for that instance, your Pessoa lunge aid on and go to the pole and the horse has got its, you know, in a reaching position over the poles. Mm-hmm. And you, after you do that a few repetitions, you get on your horse and it does beautiful pole work when you're sitting <laughs> on it. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. I suppose it gives them the confidence, doesn't it? It teaches them, teaches them their job, and so you can get on and just ride nicely. And the, you know, before you know it, your pole is, you know, four foot off the ground. That you're jumping a four foot oxer, and the horse just takes it in his stride because you've taught him his job. Yeah, yeah. Now, if someone's listening and they Mm. go, but we still haven't really talked about why we lunch. When would we lunch? When would you say, well, today I'm going to lunch, or now I'm going to lunch. This is the moment I need to lunch. What would those moments be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I think uh, it's in. I think the most the most basic lunge, or one of the most basic lunges, would be simply to assess that your horse is on the aids and ready to ride. So he's not so fresh and so full of beans that um, you know you get on him and have a difficult ride, or heaven forbid, a dangerous ride. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, for some of the riders, yeah, um, I think it even makes it nicer for the horse too. So instead of the rider getting on and trying to work through that freshness and then you get your nice ride, yeah. I think better to, you know, the rider is safe and, again, the horse is not blaming the jockey because the jockey's not on their back. Just run a bit of that steam off, get them so they're not just not fresh and then you can get on them and get on with your work, whatever mm-hmm. you're the you know whatever you wanted to school that day on your horse. You can get on and and you're not schooling fresh rubbish if you like. Yeah. You're actually schooling the task at hand straight off from when the first that you sit on its back, rather than um, yeah you know uh, trying to fight through all that sort of fresh rubbish you ride first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that, I think that's probably one that, you know, many, many people could just take hold of. Other than that, you know, there's 
reasons for landing. You know, you're checking for soundness. So you get to have a look at their stride. You can assess their stride, see if they're sound. Vets will often lunge your horse one way and lunge the other way to check for soundness. Um, so it's really very, very handy if your horse already knows how to do that before, you know, the vets come in and, they're you know, you're trying to check something about him yep. Uh, yep. clinically. And he, and he doesn't even know how to lunge. That's really, really difficult. So it's much, much easier if he already knows how to lunge when you're checking for soundness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, inspecting his movement if you wanted to, you know, like a pre-purchase. Yes. Um, you're shaping the horse, you know. You can build muscle. You can shape the horse mm-hmm. on the end of the lunge if you get really, really clever at your work and you and you put the right gear on because you're not sitting on its back. So, you know, let's say I might weigh something between 60 and 70 kilos. It's going to be so much easier for me to shape my horse and, and my horse grow muscle on its top line if I'm not sitting on it. Okay, yep. In a lot of cases, you know. So so I, even though my horse is, he's not the horse that you do a lot of lunging with because he would get a bit, you know, start looking for something better to do. <laughs> but I do a little bit anyway just to help warm his back and build his back muscles and because I think, you know, then I'm not sitting on him while he's warming up and building that muscle. And same with, you know, the underdone horse that really is quite poor and needs a top line built up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have the top line to carry your 70 kilo around. Yes. Okay. So that's why I like to put him on the lunge and shape him first. Yeah. What about lunging riders? Why would we lunge a rider? Oh, yes. Um, well, that's... Um, Something that I, I've done a lot of over the years, and I like to do this because when you you get a rider on board that just simply, you know, they would really benefit from not having to think about the control of the horse mm-hmm. and and even where the horse is going and what, the, you know, just they, they can simply think about improving their riding position they can think about how to move their lower back and their pelvis with the horse. They, they, they can think about relaxation. You know, they, there's all these things that they can absolutely nail if they're not also trying to get around the arena and control the horse and, you know, manoeuvre it around, you know, can, doing all of that side of it. So, yeah, I've had a lot of really good results teaching my riders their seat uh-huh. yes. by lunging the rider. Yeah, and so then then when you 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 let them off the lunge lead and they they are starting to control the horse themselves, uh, well, I even get sort of morph that into it. They end up controlling the horse and the lunge lead still attached, and then take the lunge lead off and they're flying solo. But you find they can. Because yes. I truly believe you. there's no possible way you can use your leg aids or your hand aids if you cannot simply sit there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to sit the horse and sit walk, trot, canter before you ever imagine that you're going to use your hand or leg aids effectively. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah it trains their seat. Okay. Really, really effective. What's some um, good safe work practice to do with lunging? 
what recommendations would you have? There? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, we addressed obviously the things that we should wear and so on. But when we're actually working with the horse, I do off, you know, every now and then my blood runs cold when I see people standing in front of their lunge lead. Yes. But that's a, a mm. thing that I, I always, you know, if, if that is about to happen in my arena, I yell out and stop that person and get them to step back behind the lunge lead. So they bring the horse in, you know, they might be standing there doing its gear or whatever, and they, they'll put, you know, the lunge lead might go on the ground or whatever, you know, and it'll end up behind their legs. Mm, mm. And if that happens, the horses, oh, this is my standard line in the arena, they'll run very, very fast for a long way forwards. <laughs> but they, you don't see them running kilometres really fast backwards. No. You no, know, so not. put yourself behind the lunge rope always. Mm. Never put yourself in front of it because if that horse goes, and it wraps your, you know, the lead takes your legs and, the, and you know, then next thing you've fallen on the ground, the lead's wrapped around your foot or whatever, and you've caused yourself a problem and caused possibly the horse and everybody around you a problem. Um, yeah, that's that's one really uh, a safe work practice. It's really simple. It's just a matter of getting into the habit. Never stand in front of your rope. Mm-hmm. Always rope out in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never wrap it around your hand. Like don't yes. don't wrap the rope around your hand. I always lay it in my hand. It can wrap up around your hand very, very tightly, very, very quickly, and and you know, and then you're in a pickle if the horse is going, and you can't, you cannot remove your hands from the rope. So same thing. Just if you create good habits, then when unforeseen things do happen, you're already safe. You're already got everything under control and it's a non-event but if you are practicing unsafe things then when something unforeseen comes up it escalates into a really big problem mm-hmm. and so it's something that I yeah always always trying you know those two things are are probably the biggest ones that I can think of straight off hand yeah okay, okay. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. All right. So what about safe work practices, you know, thinking about the same as riding? What should we do on the lunge that would reflect the way we ride? Most things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's... I think if you took a recording of a lot of my riding lessons and you took a recording of a lot of my lunging lessons, you could hardly tell the difference. Okay. (laughs) It's all the same stuff. It's, you know, give and take. Mm -hmm. Changing the size of your circle will help balance the horse. Yep. You know, so altering the size of your circle, you know, to help with balance. Um. You give the horse many breaks. You don't lunge the horse and it goes round and round and round until it's absolutely fed up with it. Um, you know, when it does something nice on the lunge, you might see, oh, half a so depending again on its training level, but you might, even with the highest trained horses, you might see, oh, golly, at the most, a full circle of something really, really nice that you can tell that he's really, really trying hard. Mm-hmm 
just give him a spell. Give, yeah. Stop him, give him a little break, and you might turn him around and take him in the other direction. You know, anything at all that he does on the lunge that you you can see that he needs a spell. You know, don't just keep running him and running him. It's, that's, that's really important. Um, where your body is is really important. You know, people, you know, they'll say, oh, he lunges to the left and he doesn't lunge to the right or he, you know, he keeps stopping and spinning or he, what it, often you'll find that those people, um, they actually don't lunge evenly. Mm-hmm. And so, as I say, it's a bit the same as your riding. Like you must try and be really ambidextrous, you know, and try and ride really evenly, try and lunge really evenly as well and try and, both yourself and the horse try and like get his quality of what he's doing on the lunge even whether he's going left or right consider what you're doing to create that so you know the positioning of your body always think to yourself that any pressure at all behind a horse's eye will make it go forward and if you take the pressure up the front of it like in front of its eye it will make it stop Mm -hmm. so just on that principle so how close he is to you at any given time, that's pressure. You know, if he's closer to you, that can be higher pressure that he considers that's higher pressure. When you let him out on a bigger circle, he might consider that it's not as much pressure. And then, of course, you might use your whip or whatever, you know. But everything, you've got to position your body in relation to his eye. Mm -hmm. And so the rule of thumb, if you were looking at your textbook, is your triangle, you know, so you your lunge lead will make one side of the triangle and your whip would make the other side of the triangle and your horse makes the bottom of the triangle. And uh, I think um, people very easily lose sight of that, especially when they move their hand. They might not move their body, but they'll move their hand out in front of the horse's eye with the Mm -hmm. lead in it. Mm -hmm. And then they're wondering why the horse is not going forward well. So you've got to keep your hands in sort of, I say to my students, like, you know, keep your hands near your belly button, just in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be an outstretched arm. You don't want to be a taking hand. It's just a nice, just like you're riding again. Like you don't want to ride with arms that are straight. You don't want to ride with arms that are taking all the time. You want that nice, happy medium mm-hmm. so that you can then give and take. And that's, you know, as I say, you can hear the lesson being so much the same as the riding <laughs> lesson. Yes. You know, to teach someone to lunge well, to, you know, that to actually get, get them going so that they're really grasping the art of good quality lunging. It sounds just exactly like a riding lesson, like you'll be saying more forward or, you know, let him relax or send him forward or, you know, bigger circle, smaller circle, give and take on the rope. You know, you can move his head about a little bit with your hands, but as long as you always, you know, you don't want to lunge him with a taking hand. He certainly shouldn't have his head pulled to the inside while he's lunging. His head should be able to rest right in the middle of his chest, as like when you're riding. You don't want to be riding your circle with his head pulled to the inside. Mm -hmm. The lunging should be the same. His head should be in a resting position. I think that's where a lot of people get those problems from, you know. Okay. Julianne, you've given us the 10 benefits of lunging. You've talked about ways to improve the lunging, even just starting with the environment and the equipment. But is there any time that you wouldn't lunge, any reasons that you wouldn't lunge a horse? Because there's so many benefits of lunging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, probably the, the most straight, 
forward reason, you know, is sometimes, you know, you might have a, a clinical issue with your horse and the vet would say, just keep him on the straight for a while. Don't, don't have him circling, you know. So in that case, that wipes out lunging. You won't be lunging. You probably have him on the lead and take him for a big long walk or mm-hmm. lead him beside your other horse or whatever, you know, he can, whatever the vet says you can, your horse can accept, you know. So that's probably one of the major reasons. Really, other than that, like as I've got a horse at the moment that he's not a horse that you would lunge a whole lot, but I'll still give him a couple of circles. I'll give him two circles each way and then on his back, mm-hmm. you know, and I actually find it does benefit him, but I certainly wouldn't do lots and lots and lots of lunging activities with him because he just goes looking for other things to do. Okay. He's, you know, he, he won't focus. Um, mm-hmm. So, but other than that, I, there, you know, that's really just an awareness, but otherwise it's just, you know, if your vet says just keep him on the straight, that's really, I, can't think of any other, you know, reason why you would um, where you cannot lunge at all. Like mm-hmm. you know, I've even seen people free lunging horses. It's still, you know, roughly, you know, sort of similar, similar stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think with anything, you can do it well or do it badly. The main thing is that there's a benefit from it. You know, you're putting the time and the effort in, and the horse is putting the time and effort in. Let's make it a partnership that's building rather than taking away. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the really big thing. People will, um, they'll ride badly Mm. and cause their horse clinical issues because they've ridden it really unbalanced or, you know, hit it in the back with their seat or pulled it in the mouth or done whatever they've done when they've ridden it badly. But they won't go, oh, well, I'll stop riding it because I've just ridden it bad enough that I've actually need the muscle therapist now to help fix him up or a (laughs) good car or a good, (laughs) Yes. But lunging, they won't realise that they've lunged it really badly enough to clinically, you know, hurt his muscles or or he he needs a muscle therapist or something to sort him out. They won't go, oh, I need to improve my lunging, but oh, lunging's bad for him. Yes, (laughs) yes. You know, sometimes I think lunging gets a little bit of bad press. You know, people have lunged the horse very poorly and then, you know, because they made, I think the classic one is holding its head to the inside, like hanging on all the time. And it's, it's the poor thing's going around with its nose pulled to the inside of the mm-hmm. circle. And that's going to be quite detrimental to many parts of the horse's body. And so then, the, you know, they figure out that the horse has got, you know, a bit of muscle soreness or a bit this and a bit that. And they go, Oh, that was the lunging that did that. You know, lunging's really bad. I won't lunge it anymore. But really, I think it'd be far better if people just learned how to lunge their horse really well. Yes. You know, so that's what I, you know, I would like to try to, I guess, just open people's minds to the fact that you actually can improve your horse to such a massive degree in in a lot of different ways just through through lunging really well, Mm -hmm. you know, not through just simply lunging. If you lunge poorly, you'll get poor results. Sure, mm. sure. 
No, I think you've certainly given us lots of ways to improve the lunging, but um, lots of additional information as well. And I think that, you know, as always, if you're going to have lessons, you're going to learn something, learn a new skill. It's much better if you can get it under the eyes of someone that's that's mentoring you or coaching you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, I think it definitely is an art that you need um, the hands-on coach. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can sit on your couch and watch the video and then go out and give it a whirl out in the yard and then come back and watch the next video okay. for the next step. It really needs to be corrected by it while it's happening. Yeah. 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 Julianne, what's the best way for people to contact you? They can contact you um, with email, phone number. They can go to horsechats.com slash Julianne Humphreys. Um, must be about two, three. Or just go and search for Julianne or search for Humphreys on horsechats.com and they'll find you. But if they're going to contact you directly, what's the best way? Probably the easiest way is my email. Um, So um, uh, ja at equestrianlessons.com.au. Okay, perfect. That would be, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the easiest way to to get me. No worries at all. All right, Julianne, good to talk to you again. And we'll look forward to catching up with you you. again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Glennis. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 